Thank you, choir, for the beautiful music. James, I like your move. <laughs> you have rhythm there. <laughs> James Cho. <laughs> So the praise was so good, and thank you all for working so hard to make this worship service uh, very meaningful and spiritual. Thank you. Let us hear the word. <clears throat> Second Corinthians 12, 1 to 10. It is necessary to boast. Nothing is to be gained by it, but I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a person in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven, whether in the body or of the, out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that such a person, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. Was caught up into paradise and heard things that are not to be told that no mortal is permitted to repeat. Actually, I don't, he, he's himself. He's talking about himself. Uh, on behalf of such a one, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast except of my weaknesses. But if I wish to boat, a boast, I will not be a fool, for I will be speaking the truth. But I refrain from it so that no one may think better of me than what is seen in me or heard from me, even considering the exceptional character of the revelations. Therefore, to keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this. Three times doesn't mean actually counting three times. Probably it meant he was, able, he was praying as much as possible. Three is a perfect number. So three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perf perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I'm content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for the sake of Christ, for whenever I'm weak, then I'm strong. And there's another passage taken from John chapter 1. This is John's testimony. It's not what Jesus says. It's what John says in the Gospel of John. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the power to become children of God, were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory. The glory as a father's son, only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him, to him and cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. That's important. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. This is the word of the Lord. Today, I'd like to talk about... Uh, what it means to live a life that is full, abundant life. I do believe that a life's got to be abundant. I mean, uh, Jesus Christ came to give us abundant life. I mean, our life has, uh, it should be full of joy, full of laughter, full of life, and full of everything. The life has got to be abundant. Life has got to be full. And that was his uh, purpose. Today he said, from, uh, John said, from Jesus' fullness, the grace upon grace came to us. 
that uh, Jesus' fullness. In John, John chapter 10, he said, I came so that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus came to give us the abundant life. But I don't think abundant life is about just about having a lot. That's what I thought before. If you have a lot, then you're abundant, I thought. If you have a lot of degrees, if you have a lot of money, if you have a lot of everything, then your life is abundant. And I realize how wrong that is. I don't think abundant life, life comes from having a lot. I think we should be awake from that illusion. Look at our lives. We have so much in modern world. Probably in history, we never had this much. We have so much. We have abundance. And yet, when I look around, can we say that people really appreciate their abundance? Do they really think that they are living an abundant life? Can we, uh, I mean, peop, do people say that, hey, I have enough. I'm content, I have enough. How many people really say that? Still, uh, people say, people always think that, I don't have enough. I'm not enough. I mean, we have abundance and yet we don't experience the abundance. It is a very strange phenomenon. You have a lot, and yet you don't feel abundant at all. We always live with the sense that we don't have enough. Some people say that it's because of commercials that we watch every day. They always tell you that unless you have this thing, your life is not full. Your life is not good enough. You have to have this. So even a commercial on the gum, if you buy this gum and chew it, a lot of women will come to you. You know, abundance, whatever. I mean, they continue to say that you don't have enough. You are not enough un, 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 until you have this thing. They create false craving. False craving, I'll say. Whatever, whatever the cause may be, I see that many people live with this dissatisfaction much more so than ever before. People are not simply satisfied. It's like having a huge hole within you. Deep, dark, huge, empty hole and you feel that that deep, dark space, you can never fill it. That hole sucks up all the energy within you. And you feel that it sucks life out of you. And you see that it stares at you, but you don't know what to do with this deep, dark space. What John said was very different from this modern life. From his fullness 
He has a fullness. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. When you hear the expression grace upon grace, what image comes to your mind? To me, grace upon grace is image of flowing. It's overflowing. It is not the dark, empty space that can never be filled up, but the life of abundance, life of overflowing. The image of grace upon grace is not the image of squeezing life out of you. It is image of life overflowing from you. So abundant life is not possible by having more. It is not about having more. The more you have, the more thirsty you become. Didn't you realize that? The more you have, the more thirsty you become. That's what human beings are like. So there is a flaw in materialism. Materialism tells you, tells you that if you have this, then you will be full, satisfied. That's not true. That's a lie. If you have this, your life will be full. No. That's what materialism says. So there's a flaw in the materialism. So don't be fooled by the materialism in that way. If you have this, you want to have more, a bigger, better, all the time. If you have a uh, uh, best phone right now you have, next year you are waiting for iPhone 7 or 8, 9 or 10. And as soon as 8 comes, iPhone 7 doesn't look that great. You got to have an 8 or 9 or 10. The abundant life is a sense that you have more than enough. That sense, if you have that sense, you're abundant. Your life is abundant. If you have a sense that what I have is more than enough. Think about the attitude of people who say that what I have is more than enough. And also about the attitude of people who always say, never enough. Who is more abundant? I believe that the former, the person who has this sense that I have more than enough. When you have that sense, then your life is abundant. But the sense that you have more than enough can never come by having more then what do we do? Are we stuck? We cannot live abundant life because by having more, you can never feel it. You can never uh, have that sense. I do believe that it is a work of the overflowing grace. Only when grace comes into you and touches you, when grace overflows within you, then you have this new sense 
that what I have is more than enough. Grace always overflows. Grace always makes your life full. It gives you the sense that your life is more than enough. The only way, only way that you can fill up that empty, dark, cold space is with grace of God. In exactly the same condition, when grace touches you, you realize that, hmm, it's all right. My life is more than enough. What I have is more than enough. I am more than enough. St. Paul, in today's uh, uh, scripture that we read, he had thorn in his flesh, and he felt, he felt that he would be better off without this thorn. So he prayed three times as much as he could. But God didn't think so. God did not grant him what he wanted. But instead, God gave this. My grace is sufficient for you. In other words, it's enough. My grace is enough. He was exactly in the same position, St. Paul, externally. He still had thorn in his flesh before he received that message or after he received the message, he was exactly the same. He had thorn in his flesh. But this time, he could say, hmm, it's all right. I have more than enough. And I am more than enough. He discovered the secret of the life of grace. So my friends, one more thing about grace, abundance, and blessings. I said overflowing. It always overflows to other people. That is the nature of grace. Abundant people always make other people abundant. You become abundant not by having more. You become abundant by making other people abundant. Instead of taking away the spotlight to yourself by giving away the spotlight to other people, you become abundant. By just enjoying what you have, by sharing, not by having it, but by sharing it with others, your life becomes abundant. And blessing, when God called Abram, this is what he said. When God called Abram, God said to him, I will bless you so that you will be a blessing to other people. That's what blessing is. That's what abundance is. That's what grace is. True blessings don't stay where you are. They always overflow to others. Abundance in life is not in what you have. Only when you share what you have, you experience the abundance of life. Look at, I mean, uh, some people went to women's gathering and some of uh, you came to me and told me, my goodness, I live in a small well. 
I didn't know the world. There are so many noble, holy people who are really working, uh, live their lives for other people. They just give everything. They just give their whole life for other people. And some people uh, who took pictures and all that, instead of, you know, I mean, they were blessed and they donated uh, $2,000, $3,000 for the women's gathering because they saw how God is working. Abundance is in sharing. There's a, a church on uh, Spadina and Harbor, I told you. That church owns the land, you know, uh, where? Simpsons. Right now, Simpson uh, building that uh, whole south of uh, Eaton Center, they, they own the whole uh, land. One generous person gave donation. And from the rent, that church receives millions of dollars. And they do mission with that money. Generosity begets generosity. The other day, I got a call from one of my ESM members, and he uh, told me, Moksanim, uh, I'm applying to uh, Moxis. And then he asked me, can you be my reference? So sure, yeah, I'll be your reference. And then a few days later, uh, a manager from Moxis uh, called me. And he asked me about uh, this guy. And then, so I said, yeah, he's really, really nice guy. He serves our church. He's a mem- good member of our church. And he goes to Evangel Hall. And, and he asked, what is Evangel Hall? So oh, that is uh, every month uh, we give uh, hot food to the people on the street. And, all that. and then he goes to Teasdale. And he said, what is Teasdale? And Teasdale is uh, where uh, we, uh, it's a food bank. We get, uh, hand out food. And, and we started talking, you know. And he said, every year I go, I take my children. And during Christmas time, I make sandwiches and go out and give out uh, 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 food to them. And he and I were talking about, yeah, that's what life is supposed to be. That's what human beings should live like. And we are still talking. We are talking. We didn't, we didn't talk about this guy at all. We were just talking about what life should be and what the, how we should live and all that. And at the end, I'll call him. <laughs> so I, I called him and he said, did you get a job? And said, yeah, I got the job. <laughs> Generosity begets generosity. Abundance does not come from having it, but from sharing it. Serving is living. When you serve, you will live. When you are selfish, you will die. Serving is living. Every small cup of water that you gave to a stranger, God knows. God knows. Let us live a life of abundance. Let us sing together.